Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today's show is different from what you're used to. Today, I share a behind-the-scenes conversation with my business coach. However, we didn't talk business today. Today, we got personal. I got vulnerable. I got real. I spoke about my impatience with waiting for God's plan in my life. I shared my brokenness as a broken Catholic, what it's like for me, a single guy who's not married yet, to wait for God's plan for a future marriage, for my future wife, and to wait on her rather than settling for less. And I'm constantly falling, and I'm falling into the trap of settling for less, and that's my broken humanity. And my coach was able to ask me some questions that really helped me to articulate what it is that I want, what it is that I'm waiting for. And I really hope that you get something out of this. Maybe you're waiting for something right now and you're struggling with impatience and you're as frustrated as I am. And you're trying your best to surrender that thing to God and to wait on his plan, because in your mind, you know, his plan is better than yours. But it's so difficult to wait. I hope you enjoy today's show. If it offends you, some of the things I say, listen, it's who I am. It's what I'm going through. It's my struggle. And yes, I get personal and I get vulnerable and I get real and and this is raw. It's unedited. It's a real conversation in my life with my coach, Gary. I hope you enjoy today's show. First, I named it Girl Challenge, and then I was like, no, let's set the intention. <laughs> well, um, that is very powerful for you to get that, because it's really about the intention. It's not about what you're running from, it's what you're moving to. Boom, well said. Uh, if we're gonna start on that, then I'd like to start with the prayer. Yes, sir. Are you leading or I? Um, I'll lead this time. Okay. Lord, um, please be present in our conversation. Please be powerful in your guidance. Please give us the faith that it takes to stand and walk on your path and bring us your glory on earth. Fill us with your light. Um, let us see your vision such that we can live your vision. And um, in your son's name, Jesus Christ, I ask for your power and your glory for me and for 
Joseph. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, so uh, the question is, is getting God's daughter your perfect wife worth the wait? Worth the wait. The answer is yes, it is. And then the difficult part is uh, the humble patience and the testing. And we were just at a have the men's group this morning, and um, that was the the main message today was uh, God has the awesome plan, and uh, it was really speaking about Exodus, and in that awesome plan of God, you know, all the the children Israel of um, are all just whining and complaining and being babies and just giving up faith in God and he's God constantly humbles them and then tests them. And it's all about creating dependence on God. And even with the manna in the desert for 40 years for them to eat and uh, live on. Um, it was really cool because they said the manna, uh, they tried to store it up. They would gather it each day and then they tried to store it up, but it would rot after two days which was God showing them, stop hoarding, stop trying to do it on your own and literally teaching them to rely on him on a day by day basis um, for that food, for that nourishment. So again, the story of uh, God humbles and then he tests um, and for us to have faith and just rely on him, be dependent on him. So that's what I see showing up for me in this wife challenge. Well, I certainly don't want uh, you to uh, to uh, fall and get something that would rot any body parts off. So I'm just saying. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Crack yourself up, man. <laughs> that oh, was I a did, low I, blow. I, oh, I, I just got what you said. I didn't realize you were taking it to that level. <laughs> yeah. There's now truth in all humor. There, there's truth in all humor. I just I won't agree say. with that. So um, is it worth the wait? And it's interesting that you use the, uh, uh, the reality from Exodus showing that um, uh, some things are worth waiting for. So God's uh, at some point uh, after seeing the man of rot in two days, they quit storing it and they just waited for the next uh, manna from heaven, huh? Yeah, because they didn't have a choice. Now, my next question is what would your life be like? What would your life be worth with that perfect wife? What would it look like? Well, it would look like to me waking up each morning uh, next to the woman that I've always dreamt of. And just looking over at her, whether she's still sleeping or not, and uh, just feeling so blessed and so grateful that I'm glad I waited and how blessed I am to have her. And just starting each day that way, um, I think is really powerful. That's and a beautiful way to start a day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it just put everything into perspective for me that you know i have that strong woman beside me um behind me she's got my back 
and uh, in front of me as well, just kind of like helping me to clear up my own blind spots um, to stand in, uh, you know, daily prayer and, you know, something I struggle with is um, just staying committed in that. And I've always wanted uh, and have prayed for a woman that is just strong in her faith and can help in that way, you know, with the family. And I can lead obviously as the, the father and husband for sure. However, having a woman that's at least equal in her faith where I am equally yoked. Uh, however, ideally um, her even being closer uh, in relationship uh, with God, I think would be very powerful because I need that, that coaching, if you will, you know, not that I, it's a coaching relationship by any means, but in other words, her helping me to grow in my faith and where it's always been my whole life is the people I date. I'm somehow always um, a few exits past them and helping them to grow. And I really uh, would love a woman that uh, I didn't have to do that with. And of course, you know, I'll help her grow in her faith, but one that can help me as well because where I'm weak, she's strong and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I have a woman that is a great coach for me. Now, often she starts with Gary, if you, if you were your coach, what would you tell you right now? I go, Oh crap, I got to go do that. All right. Suck it up buttercup. Yeah. But, uh, for, for a long time in our marriage, uh, when she would coach me when I was upset or exhausted or whatever, 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 I'd say, don't, I don't, it's don't coach me when I'm angry, you know, wait until the moment's over. And then I'm in a seminar where they're asking you to rate your coachability. And mm-hmm. I'm like fours and fives, you know, not on a five. I generally just put four because you don't want to ever peg the needle. That's like pompous bullshit. <laughs> and I get to the point, are you always coachable? And I realize, oh, no, I'm not always coachable because I have it. I don't need to be coached when I'm in upset or anger. Mm. And so I went home and I said, I know I've told you not to coach me in those kind of moments, but who I'm committed to being is coachable and having a relationship with you where I'm always coachable. So now you have my permission to coach me at any time. So uh, I really want to honor your creation of a relationship with that perfect wife that empowers you and directs you from love and from God's grace. So I really want to honor that. Yeah. Thanks. That's beautiful. And of course I want to look over and be like, I cannot believe how beautiful she is. That's, that's there as well. It's got to be on the inside. Yeah. So internal beauty which is more important, internal or external beauty? Internal is more important, and that's what I was speaking on uh, in that first part. However, I'm adding the second part. You know, I want to look over, just like any man, and see that woman next to me and be like, I am so attracted to her. She's just absolutely stunning, right? And uh, for God to give me eyes to see her that way, whether she is or not to the world, right? Um, what matters is that she is to me. So, yeah. Uh, well said, well said, Joseph. Um, because, uh, the real joy is having that perfect wife that, uh, when you're 99 and your solid wrinkles, you still see that beauty. Uh, yeah. Wake up. Yeah. So now we talked about what it would be like 
waking up in the morning and uh, going through the day with your wife, what would it be like? What difference would it make in your calling and your uh, changing people's lives with God's power and love and forgiveness? And yeah. yeah. So I touched on it just a little bit and I'll expand on it is I really do believe that saying uh, that is behind every great man or leader is an even greater woman. And if you look at great presidents of the United States, you know, the real leader was the woman, you know, beside them and that didn't get the credit, didn't get the spotlight and she didn't want it. Right. She knew it was her husband that was called for that. However, she also knew that, she had his ear and her wisdom and that whole female energy and way of seeing things and perspective that men don't have that compassion for humanity, et cetera, that sometimes we can be weak in, I can be weak in. She can provide that. And, you know, that's what I want a woman where she's my confidant, you know, a wife where she's my confidant and, I lean on few people um, in my calling, in my mission, uh, obviously having coaches and mentors, uh, both spiritually and just secular. And, uh, but then also having my wife where she almost has the final say, it's like, okay, here's what my coach, you know, thinks. Uh, here's what my spiritual director thinks. Sweetheart, what do you think? And, uh, you know, her opinion, her um, way of thinking and acting and seeing the world and seeing me and recognizing my strengths and my calling and respecting that, um, where when she shares something, uh, that's powerful for me and not something to be, to go unnoticed at all. That may not mean I always move in that direction, I may still see it, you know, one way clearly. However, to always, well, to never take her opinion for granted and her insight. Wow. Uh, Joseph, just so you know, I'm loving what you're creating right now. I really am getting inspired by it. Um, I think having that woman by your side is truly going to add to the difference you make in your, uh, your gift that God's given you. And, uh, I think she's going to be a real emissary, a real lieutenant, a real uh, powerful part of uh, the difference you're going to make. Uh, I think there's men that don't have that in their life. And if they see it in your life, it's going to attract them to you even more. I think there's women who, women who are going to have that power and not be using it with the man in their life. And that relationship will inspire and, and bring couples closer to God. And uh, wow. So I'm 100% behind you getting that kind of a wife based on everything you said. Now, the next question I have for you is what about children in that marriage? What do you see? What, what, uh, what will that marriage do as it relates to uh, having children? What do you see? Yeah, so first and foremost is the openness between my wife and I to have children um, and be fully committed to God's design for our family um, and not to question it, 
So whatever he provides, he provides. Whatever he doesn't provide, he doesn't provide. And I think uh, children are will be that the joy uh, that comes from she and I co-creating uh, together and bringing new life into the world and recognizing that that child or children are 100% their mom and 100% their father, myself, and the very things I love about my wife are the very things I love about, you know, my children. And I also see the responsibility in it of raising our kids from day one um, to love the Lord and to be in very close relationship with him. And because of the upbringing that I had, where it was mostly conceptual relationship with God, my emphasis, there's a, there's a hunger for uh, an emphasis on the love and compassion and mercy of God the Father. And to my children, I may be your father. Uh, however, I'm human. And there's going to be times in your life where I fail you or I disappoint you, or I let you down. Uh, however, in those times, your Heavenly Father is always there, and He will never disappoint. He will never fail you, and He will never let you down. And you could always count on that, where you'll never be alone. You actually have two dads, right? And one is your Heavenly Father, who's 100% reliable, and then God gives you a human guardian, who is your dad and I helped co-create you. However, it was with him, right? Um, because I'm made in his image and likeness. But he is your father, first and foremost, and always remember that. And if I ever say anything that contradicts uh, what he says and what he teaches, you are free to disregard it in those moments uh, because he is the superior father relationship for you growing up. And to really just instill um, my journey, uh, the paths I've taken in my life into my children and how it's worked out for me. And when I chose to be away from God, the, all the pain and consequences that came with that. And when I chose to turn back to him, uh, the love and the warmth and the peace and the joy and all that, that came with that relationship. And that I'm a work in progress. And you as children, you're going to grow up into young adults and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's okay. And it doesn't make you wrong. It just, uh, as humans, we create a lot of unworkability in our lives. And that comes with a lot of consequences. And just have this open, honest, transparent dialogue with my kids filled with love filled with acceptance. And I currently have that uh, with my goddaughter uh, here in uh, Tampa. And uh, our relationship has opened up and blossomed just recently in the past month or so. And it was because I was able to communicate that she has a very safe space with me to share anything that's going on, even with my sister, you know, her mother. And, and there's a lot 
you know, that's going on there in that mother daughter relationship that she doesn't get. And she's confused. And I took her to the beach and it was, her friend was supposed to be there. The friend canceled the last minute and it was just her and I for about four hours. And we had great conversation, the best we've ever had. And, you know, she's 16 now and she just opened up and she shared and what's going on with boys and what's going on with mom and dad and the struggle she has with friends and the way she thinks versus um, the way her friends think. And, and I was just able to accept her in that and be like, Hey, it's totally cool to share anything. I have no judgment here. You know, I'm not going to make you wrong in anything. And however, I don't want you to feel alone in all these things. There's a lot that you wrestle with as a young girl. And I'm here as your uncle, um, not to replace in any way your parents. However, I get that there's certain things you can't really share with your parents. And that's just part of being a kid. And there's certain things that you don't want to hear from your parents or certain advice you won't take just because they're your parents. And if I could be that uncle that is uh, able to be there for you, present in your life so that you know you're never alone, I'm a call or a text away for anything you're going through. Um, that's who I am. And that's who I'm committed to be. And oh, by the way, you got me the rest of your life. So... Mm-hmm. You kind of stuck with me. So we might as well create this open, awesome um, communication in our relationship. And you know, she, she really heard that, Gary, and she was, um, she just opened up and it was cool. And now like when I, I was just there on Sunday at my sister's house and as soon as I walk in, she's, I just see her, she lights up when I walk in now. And you know, we went to a family picnic and she came over to me as I was about to head back to the, the house. And she's like, Uncle Joseph, she's like, are you headed back to our house? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, can I ride with you? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So it's just, I'm noticing she wants to spend more time with me now because I've created that open space of acceptance where in the past I used to occur kind of like a know-it-all idiot and, um, tell her, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's how you can fix it. Here's my expert advice on life. And nobody really wants to hear it from that position. So. Wow. Uh, I am so glad this is recorded because who you were being just now is uh, the perfect dad. Who you're being uh, right now is the perfect uncle and really What I'm hearing right now is the perfect person in front of that room with 30 or 300 or 3,000 kids who need to hear what you just said. So um, I I invite you to um, take this recording and have it transcribed and give what you just said uh, to your children on a special birthday of who you want to be for them as soon as they're old enough to really hear it and get it. Maybe it's part of (laughs) a gift every year and maybe it's a part of who you're standing, who you're committed to being as a father uh, because, wow, it it was really, really beautiful, Joseph. Hey, thanks. Yeah, uh, I didn't have that growing up. 
I didn't have anybody that I felt I could really share with and be open to. And that includes my own parents. It was a more of an environment of just guilt and shame. And um, I'm wrong and everything's wrong. And everything I do is either less wrong or more wrong. (laughs) But there was no like... um, just peace and feeling that nothing's wrong and, and just that open space to share and to learn and to grow. And um, I think, you know, as parents, that's, that's the kind of environment we want to create for our children. Otherwise, what do they do? They don't feel safe with us. So they share their heart and their minds and their thoughts with others who may not be the best choice. And that, that leads them away from us. And that leads them away from God many times. And I think deep down in our heart as parents, that's not what we want for them. Yet our pushing on them um, actually repels them. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Um, wow. So... Um, I really got a deeper cut of you just now with who you're going to be as a father. Beautiful. Uh, Cool. Yeah. So uh, I'd actually like um, a copy of that, of this recording, uh, because uh, I'm not sure I've been that good of a father with the son who's living with us, Hmm. moves out at the end of November, uh, because it'll help presence me, uh, on uh, who I've always com- been committed. And then, you know, when he leaves my tools out on the sidewalk, instead of putting them back where they were, you know, uh, I get present to, you know, he's not the perfect prodigal son. He's the one who doesn't quote unquote respect my stuff. And uh, that doesn't get me closer to him and, and doesn't uh, uh, presence love. It just presence upset. So uh, very, very, very inspirational what you just said. So uh, one of the things that we were looking for is a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're standing and present to the perfect wife is, uh, and you're standing and present to having faith that that uh, uh, manna from heaven that's going to feed you, and uh, there's no doubt uh, that perfect daughter of God will feed you at the table, feed you in the bedroom, will feed you when you're standing in front of thousands of people, um, will feed you as you walk through life and love and uh, on your mission for God. Um, and she will feed you when you parent beside her and raise them those children. Um, wow, that's everything I've heard you say lets me know you certainly have in your mind uh, who that woman is and the difference she'll make for you. Um, yeah, when I read Proverbs 31, even though it's written in old lang- old language, I get who that woman is. And, you know, I pray for that wife. 
because that's a very selfless wife, yeah. uh, selfless daughter. And she's all about her husband. She's all about her kids and she's all about serving others and the poor. And to me, that's a beautiful woman on the inside for sure. Yeah. Um, one place I'd like to give you uh, an opening is when you talked about if they feel like what you say doesn't match God's uh, words or God's, what God has for them. Anytime they see a gap there, um, my request is that you ask them to talk to you about that because you may know something they don't know and you clarifying that will give them a greater awareness of uh, uh, how they can actually stand closer to God, even though as a 12-year-old or a 16-year-old, they may not see it, but your wisdom uh, will illuminate it for them, for God's chosen path for them. So anytime there's a gap in who you're being and, and, and what they think God would want, I'd like for them to have that uh, relationship with you where they can question for clarity. Yeah, I get that. Uh, and then everything else, uh, I'm going to, I truly am going to share with my wife, uh, our anniversary, our 14th year anniversary is tomorrow. So, ah, that's great. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and, uh, and an inspiration. So I'm really seeing this reverberate, uh, long after this, uh, uh, zoom cast is gone because it truly was special. So <clears throat> structure. Um, you know, uh, there's a chapter in the Bible and you probably know which one it was where Jesus says, devil get behind me. You know, he's being challenged by the devil. Um, you know, you wanted a woman who's got your back. Uh, I say she has your back right now. And uh, she's not uh, in your physical life, but she's on the path that God's chosen for you. So anytime uh, the beast is challenging you with, um, you know, a physical presence in front of you, uh, have the devil get behind you because uh, she'll kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, she's, if she's the woman that um, God has planned for me, then I would say she's already been praying for me for years for yeah. a future husband, yeah. you know, and that might be the very reason why God has been transforming my life so much <laughs> painfully. Yay. Well, he's uh, perhaps testing you in the fire. Uh, oh, perhaps. <laughs> There's no perhaps. It's happening. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Joseph, one of the things that I'm really present to right now is you know what you want. Mm -hmm. You know what you want as a uh, wife. You know what you want uh, in your relationship with your children. And you know what you want in the ability to move the people that hear God speak through you. I'm very present to that. I say that you know what you want in structure. 
You just don't want to accept it. Would you be willing to expand on that? What does that structure look like? Well, um, so perhaps the first thing is to truly own that she's there. It's kind of like you, when you get that car and then you see that car everywhere because you now hmm. own it, so it shows up. Yeah. So truly own that God has her and he's ready to give her to you. And um, you just got to own that relationship that uh, you're going to have with her such that you see it. That's easy to do in the uh, strong, when I feel strong. Uh, it's difficult to do in the weak moments. Like I mentioned, like on weekends, for instance, when, uh, like currently I have a girlfriend right now. However, you know, that's something that needs to end because she's not, my gut says she's not my future wife. Um, and I know that once I am that relationship, I'm going to have those weak moments again, those moments yeah. of feeling lonely. And they tend to occur mostly on the weekends. Weekdays are easy because it's like, all right, you know, go home, work out, um, you know, watch a little Netflix and then know I have to be up early the next morning to take care of whatever meeting and then the day starts again. And so there's a lot of workability um, Monday through Friday just because of activity. And Saturday and Sunday uh, is more the reflective time, Sunday especially, which is good. I want that. However, it's in those moments that there's also uh, the biggest temptations because it's, I'm being idle, right? Yeah, idle hands. So the devil's work. Sure. Yet we're called to be, you know, to rest, um, certain days now Saturday. So structure would be to fill up my calendar on, on Saturday. Um, and, uh, Sunday, normally it's a, it's a decent, calendar you know i go to church at 11 a.m and then go grab a smoothie sunday smoothies and then there's probably a two to three hour gap before i could go see my sister and the family and then that that will take care of the rest of the night um and then everything's fine so i'd say mostly it'd be friday nights and saturdays uh is when i'm gonna get hit the hardest so just knowing that again i want to create workability there uh, rather than just crossing my fingers and saying, okay, I'm committed. I got this. It's, I know what that looks like. I've been down the road several times where I got committed. I got focused and I relied on my strength and I prayed for the Lord to help. And there was still a lack of structure there. So eventually it catches up and sure. I'm a great starter. However, you know, it fizzles after a while. And I to be a great closer. Well, yeah. And, and I think I could do that if I have a structure in place. Um, well, let me ask you this. Grant, my son gets on, is it, uh, what's the thing where you swipe left and swipe right? Tinder. Tinder. Mm -hmm. um, is there a Christian Tinder? Um, not as far as an app, not that I know of. Um, and I don't I use Tinder a little bit, but it's really populated with more low class uh, individuals. 
and uh, used to be not that way, but now it's kind of like inundated. So the, the new one, which is just higher caliber girl, it seems, is Bumble. And it's also the same type of premise. You swipe left, you swipe right. And that one's hit or miss. That's actually where I met my current girlfriend was on that one. Um, so there are some good girls in there uh, for sure. However, Christian ones, not that I know of, uh, but there are Christian um, websites, you know, dating sites, obviously. There's uh, Christian Mingle, there's um, Catholic Match, I want to say, or Catholic Mingle, I don't know. And then there's regular match.com. So there's different ones. Unfortunately, um, the amount, amount of girls on there is much less than like a match.com, which is secular. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I just recently did was I said, you know what? I'm going to take Gary's advice and I'm going to change my profile, um, which was written really just to spike attraction in any girl. And yeah kind of like just confident bad boy boom type thing uh profile and i just i was like you know what if gary's right if i'm ready i think i'm ready to meet my wife then let me just put out what who she is and and what i'm looking for so you know i wrote exactly that and i put it on uh one or two platforms already and i'm going to uh, probably look at some paid sites like Catholic match and some others and, and put it out there as well and literally just put out what I'm looking for. So this is what I wrote. Um, I sense I'm being called to do powerful things in the world and I'd love to have a beautiful, loving and generous woman beside me. I'd like to meet a girl who has the potential for marriage because I'm ready for something more. God, family, friends. I like entrepreneurship, podcasting, and racquetball. I lead worship programs at my church. Oh, yeah. And I like country music, 80s rock, and R&B, and dancing. If you want a man with his act together, and you like puppies, here I am. And that's it. So a little playful, but the beginning kind of says exactly where I'm at, I think. Wow. One thing I'm really, really present to is you're really being available and available in our conversation, uh, available in uh, being, uh, I guess, vulnerable. Uh, So what you posted was really kind of opening up your chest cavity and being vulnerable about who you're being and what you're up to, and what you want, and what you need. Um, I, th- I think that reflects you owning your power such that um, you're willing to, you know, get out on the skinny branches. So uh, I'm impressed. Well, the way I now see it, thanks to your help and encouragement, is rather than using these dating sites for dating. <laughs> Uh, let me use them just for visibility and putting a hook out there with, as a fishing term, putting a hook out there for my wife Yeah. and not using it for, you know, catching all these girls that are not my wife, 
But um, if I'm really standing in that place that, hey, I, I really don't want to date anymore. Um, I want to meet my wife. Then let me put it out there. And it's putting many lines out, right? Yeah. So I put it out on this fishing site, this fishing site, this fishing site, this fishing site. And then it's up to God, right? Um, at that point, but I've taken the step. I've done my part and I put out the hooks and I put bait on it. And now it's up to him to provide the fish. Singular. So, yes, sir. Okay. Now we're getting close to the end here. So do we want to turn it off and turn it back on and see uh, what we've got? Well, I don't think we've created a structure yet. We've mentioned the word 10 times, but we haven't created a structure. And what I mean by that, and I want to make sure we're on the same page, is that structure would look like, okay, on Friday evenings, here's what we're going to put in place so that it avoids that temptation. On Friday night, here's what we're going to put in place for you to go do. Or on Saturday morning, here's what we're going to put in place, Saturday night. So really, at least I would like to cover those two days. Um, the rest of the week is manageable and less likely to have breakdowns in that. But those two days are very high uh, likelihood of breakdowns. So right. are you clear on what I, I'm asking about structure now? Yeah, so, so really, uh, you're not asking for a structure in who you're being. You're wanting a structure in what you need to do. So it, for you, it's not a being, it's a doing. Right, being and acting, right? I get the being. Now, how do we put structure as far as actions or activities? So that could simply be, and this is sounds easy, but it's actually quite difficult because most of my friends are married now. Sure. Um, so they are unavailable on Friday and Saturday nights because of their family, their wives, their kids, and stuff like that um, to hang out. And what would be ideal is like every Friday night, I could go hang out with some good godly guys um, and that takes care of my Fridays. Every Saturday night, I could hang out with a buddy or whatever, and that takes care of that. That is unfortunately um, not the case. I know a lot of people. However, I don't have access to those two scenarios, which should seem okay. so basic, but that would, that would be tremendous. Joseph, thank you for being so available. Thank you for standing in. She's there. And uh, uh, having that faith that uh, uh, is going to allow her to show up, to own it such that um, she'll be there. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.